Good morning, Remy. Good morning, Rick. How's it going today? Fantastic. Living the dream. Somebody's dream. Not my dream, but somebody's dream. <laughs> I actually, um, well, I went to bed pretty early last night. I was, I would say I was in bed by 930, which is early for me. And uh, yeah, I kind of got right, got right up out of bed this morning. So uh, I, like I, really I, I do leap over here. I, uh, I too went to bed early. I did not get up until I texted you this morning. So uh, I knew that Remy, I knew that this is me in two minutes. So uh, I knew that, uh, I'm like yesterday when Remy and I were talking about when we were going to do it this week, I said, well, or she said, should we do it on Tuesday morning? I said, yes. And then I forgot that Mavis has her appointment to get spayed this morning, which has to happen because I do not want puppies of any kind. And uh, I'm like, I don't know if I can do it because I've got to get Mavis to her appointment. And she said, well, I will be ready at 530. And this morning I'm, ah, I was ready. I am ready at on time. <laughs> but she texts me one of those texts. Like I knew she was still laying in bed. It was like, if you don't, are you ready for today? Because we can do it tomorrow morning. And I started laughing and I'm like, no, I'm ready. <laughs> we're doing it. You said you were tired yesterday. I, was tired. I am. I'm tired. But I, I do. I, I was like very exhausted, but it's my going to bed early helps for me. It does. It does. But you can go off of less hours of sleep than I can. I do need sleep because yeah, I will get crabby. I think it's starting to catch up with me this week, but uh, you know, I need sleep. So, anywho, how was the weekend? It was really good. We had another show up at the arena just north of us. It was fun, and then um, you had your. They do men's camp, and she had a man's camp this weekend, right? Yeah, it kind of, it's like, we don't, it's a, there's some men's riding groups out here and they come together. So they had a challenge this weekend. So it was two different groups challenging each other at the sorting. And that was, um, was so what are they like business owners and stuff? I mean, yeah, they're like uh, business owners and they're just like, they're super fun guy. They're just, they're very fun guys to be around. And so um, instead of playing pickleball, they come out and sort, they come out and they sort and they do a bunch of different, they do different rides like throughout um, California. Like they go to Catalina Island and do stuff. There's a bunch of little destinations throughout California that they go to, but they do. It's just, yeah, instead of um, playing pickleball or golf, they come out and sort. So it's, it's a good time. There's a lot of good spirited fun poking that goes on, but they're, and they're all very nice guys. And I know a lot of them. And uh, so that was fun. And we had a good Friday night lights up there underneath the cover. And then Saturday night, we tore everything down with the help of um, Robin and Stacy because it was not feeling well. And then Sunday, the boys had baseball tryouts. And then we shot balloons for Clayton's birthday on the pasture. So, oh, fine. And then you guys had a good show. I was stalking you on the horse show tracker. We, we know you're a stalker, Rim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we did. We had a really good show. Um, it went, well, just as we've talked before, technology is, some days you just can't get around it. And we had some glitches this weekend, but um, everybody was super understanding and we were able to get it fixed. And 
not the time frame that I would have liked, but it worked and all was well. So um, love that people understand all of that when things get out of your control. A really funny story from the weekend, though, uh, a friend who comes to the shows here, Dottie Watson. Do you know Dottie? Dottie's a little sweetie. And Dottie just started listening to us. And she was eating breakfast one morning. And she goes, Breck, I've been listening to you and Remy. And she said, I told Andrew when we got here, we had to pick up our shit because Breck doesn't want to do it. <laughs> hey, look, you know, you, I think you should just be like Canada. Just put up like signs everywhere. Oh, I laughed. I'm like, oh, I hope I didn't sound like too bitchy when I said that because I really wasn't. It so hilarious that uh, sometimes I should probably keep my mouth shut, Remy. I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, I've kept it shut. I've opened it. I've been nice. I've been mean. I just, I get the same response. So now I just pulled your on. Yeah. No, it was a really fun weekend. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of what all happened. Oh, um, you know, what was so nice yesterday is that, well, I've shared my big love for my girls. I love the girls. And uh, Desta said that she wanted to take Bodhi yesterday. Now understand, my kids are, we're together 24-7. A treat for them, a treat for me, is when they get to go someplace else. Uh, so, um, Desta came and took Bodhi roping with her yesterday to the practice and so fun for him to get away off the farm around other kids, young adults like her, just a really cool day for him. And Remy, he's roped, he, they rope the dummies a lot, but like live cattle, they, they've not, they've only roped a handful of live cattle and most of that happened last winter. I, neither one of them have roped Bodie's like steer stopped some over at the neighbors, but that would be it. So he went to roping practice yesterday and he was turning cattle, like dallying. He's never dallied or turned a cow in his you life. Know, it's, me. It, it's probably good you weren't there to watch it, Breck. I know. <laughs> then after the fact, I was like, I mean, should I have been concerned about him losing a hand since he does not really know how to do this? But um, yeah, I was just like, blown away thought it was so cool and the horse he's riding the horse he's riding is only four and Bodhi has taught it everything that it knows about roping it's never turned a cow in his life it's never been dallied you know it's never dallied anything and so yeah I was just it was fun and now I want to enter him in competitions <laughs> go bigger go home man I know he's like I don't think I'm ready mom and I'm like well, how will we know if you're ready if we just don't do it? So he doesn't, he says maybe next week I'll do it. Mom. Yeah. New adventures. Mm. I just think it's so cool. I think it's, he was with Desta all day. She picked him up at like 10 and they didn't get home until 530 ish or something. And um, yeah, I just love it. Those, I get more. I tell you what, Remy, since I've gotten the girls, I get 10 times more work out of my kids because they like to work with the girls and they like to give each other hell. And it's so funny. So yeah, it's a win-win for me. Moving on. 
Um, our topic today is fear. Which I, I have a lot of fears, but I feel like I've been able to minimize some of them over the years. And maybe it's not minimize. Maybe I've learned how to control. Is that probably a better word? Control? Yeah. yeah. Or, uh, yes. I mean, I think everyone has fear. Like, what is your, what do you think is your silliest fear? Because everyone has weird fears too. Well, I probably have a couple. Yours are like way on a, like on a level spectrum of weird and crazy. Yours are way crazier and weird than mine. Like mine really aren't. Other people definitely have my fears. They're probably, you might be the only one in the world who has your fears. I don't know. I, I think, so, um, yeah. So well, what is your weird, what's your weirdest fear? Well, I probably have two that I was, I'm really, I don't like bridges. I mean, I can do most bridges, but like, I don't like really long bridges. Um, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but I don't like driving over them. I would definitely be in the hammer lane going really freaking fast because I get nervous that they're going to break and we're going to be, they're going to break. We're going to die gonna be a bad deal and if i'm a passenger i would definitely put my head down and close my eyes it's kind of i don't know i've always had it though but that one's also like a lack of control right you're driving over something which is man-made and you're in a situation where you can't step off of it like you can't pause and be like yeah this isn't for me right now because you just have to muscle through which is probably the right approach for something you're afraid of like that right yeah i hammer so down and go on that would be um i don't i don't yeah that's probably my weirdest fear we were talking yesterday about giving horses shots and you're like I feel like if you've owned horses your whole life, you should know how to give a shot. I mean, she was totally lecturing my ass. But she <laughs> I didn't, didn't know at the time. She didn't know at the time. She's like, I mean, fucking own horses your whole life. How can you not know how to give a shot? And I'm like, I'm going to tell you right now, I am not giving a shot, Remy. I'm not doing it and not happening. She's like, you can't give a shot? I'm like, no. Well, how can you not give a shot? I'm like, A, is something about, well, there's a slight chance that I would be able to do like a muscular shot, but I will never do a vein. Never. That is never happening. A vein. I would pass out. There's like a 120% chance it's happening. I will pass out. Like me just trying to put the needle in the vein would be enough to just down, done over. And there's something about, going through the muscle, I can feel it in my fingertips when you're going through all of the layers. That feeling that I can hear the crunch thing, mm -mm, can't do that either. Nope. I can do it to a dog. It's the period. same thing though, man. Hammer down and go. Whack, 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 whack. Can't think about it. Remy, I'm gonna tell you something. When I was in middle school, in science class, we dissected a chicken breast 
from the store. You know, like those little scalpels and stuff? Yeah. It was from the store. I went at that chicken breast with those little scalpels and started tearing the layers apart. I passed out and fell down three flights of stairs because of the going through the layers. So I'm pretty sure your method of whack, whack, whack ain't working for me. I passed out dissecting a chicken breast from the store. Well, and it has something to do with all of the layers and going through and being able to feel that. And the blood thing is a no-go for me. So I'm just going to pass that on to you and hope that you're going to be doing well at it if I need something like that. Yeah, I just, I, I think in cases of emergency, you have to be able to do the stuff. I would be the emergency. <laughs> yeah, I just... uh Yes, we were we were talking about something else. I didn't realize that you could not give a shot. So I don't know. I think we're I'm just used to it. Like we give, you know, same thing with cows. I will tell you the hardest thing for me, not because of blood, is to give an IV shot to a cow because it's like really hard to get their vein up. And you gotta like go through a lot of skin to get to it. So it is so bad for me on that shot deal, Remy. I can hold the horse, but I definitely cannot watch it happen. And I'm not shitting you. Like my legs will go weak. So when I've held lots of horses for Brandon, but I have to brace my arm against their head, hold their ear down and have my other hand on their nose. So I absolutely cannot see what is happening. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. The That's fear all. is very strong with that. <laughs> No, I think my weirdest fear, and like, I don't think I'm the only one that has this because I'm not the only one that watched Jaws 3D when I was little. But um, it's a very small group of people who have what Remy has. I, it's not like a true fear. I mean, it is a fear, but it's just weird. So I have like two weird water related ones that don't affect my life in any way. Um, I don't like to swim in my pool alone because I'm afraid of sharks in my pool. I'm fully aware that this is not a rational fear. But like when I swim by myself, I literally have to take a couple deep breaths when I first get in. And I'm like, there's no sharks. They can't come out of the drain. And all of it stems like from watching <laughs> Jaws. Like, okay, so on Jaws 3D, like they, they had the restaurant, right? And there was like, like oh, the, the sharks won't come through the bubble curtain. And like the movie's horrible in and of itself. This is not like it was a great, like a cinematic masterpiece. And so then I always think of that. And then um, when I was little... We used to go water skiing a lot and my mom wanted me to get up and everyone thinks my mom is so nice and she is most of the time. So she told me that there was giant snapping turtles in the water. So your fears all stem around water. Oh yeah, for sure. Cause I can't see things underneath it. And again, like I love to water ski. I love to wakeboard. I love to kneeboard, but because my mom told me there was snapping turtles, like the joke is like when I get in the water with the line, like it does not have to be straight. I, hit it. As soon as like the boat gets turned around, hit it. Like I was the queen of getting up with slack in the ski rope because- Because I, you're scared of what's underneath. I don't want to sit in the water. I don't want to sit in the water and wait. So the last two years we've gone to Lake Powell with my kids and they've been learning how to ski. And I will tell you, as I sit out there in my life vest alone, helping them get up, it is you're all I can do roll. Like, oh my God, I'm all alone. Like, I'm alone. I'm going to die. Things are going to touch me. And like the flip side is I love the water. I love to go snorkeling. I love to swim. I love to like, and the other, okay. So again, 
I will go, because James doesn't understand this, I will go so far out in the ocean and have no problems. But see, I'm not afraid of things where they're supposed to be. Like, I'm not afraid of a shark in the ocean. It's supposed to be out there. I'm afraid of the shark in, like, a body of water that it's not supposed to be in. But, and, and then, you know, parents don't tell your children things like, don't scare them to make them do other things because then they have a lifelong phobia. You know what that reminds me of? Like, when you're sleeping sometimes and... You have to have like you're hot, so you put a leg out, but then you're kind of scared to have your leg out because somebody might like touch that. you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I totally have that. And Brandon's not as gone as much as he used to be, but he used to be gone a ton. And not that I was ever scared, kind of, yeah, kind of. And I remember like being laying in bed and I, when he's gone, be so hot. But I wouldn't put my leg out because I thought somebody might come and get me. But yet I was okay with my children sleeping downstairs by themselves. Yeah. So yeah. irrational fear. You know, but it's one of those things. It's like you're not afraid of the dark. You're afraid of what's out there. Mm-hmm. So I used to have a lot of fears around um, not compete. I used to have a lot of fears about competing just because I wanted to win so bad. And I could never get that thought out of my head about winning, like. I'm not going to say I was obsessive over it, but yeah, I was kind of, I obsessed over it for a long time. It took me a long time to finally get past that. And when you obsess over that, it's really hard to win because you focus on every time you blow out, that's what you focus on. You don't focus on the good. You focus on all the shit that you did wrong. And I don't, I don't even, I mean, I would say for, most of my writing career, that was my biggest downfall is focusing on winning so much. It's actually had me going backwards. And the only person that can make you stop doing it is you. And it's a mental game and a thing. I don't even know like what I did to, to really stop doing it. I think that I just started writing more and said, fuck it. It's got to get better. And I think that when I did start writing more, that the thought just kind of, I quit focusing on it and fixating on it. And it got so much better. Yeah, I always joke that I care too much and I try too hard because I'll watch some people and I'm like, man, they weren't even trying and they beat me. So I don't know. I don't think I've really had very many fears, like like legitimate fears about competing. Right? Like, do all the work at the house, show up somewhere, it's going to be okay. I will tell you, it's not like a crippling fear. As I get older, I do not want to come off my horse. Like, I'll, and it's, it's so, so we ride in cattle pens all the time, and there's big concrete aprons in front of the feed bunkers. And uh, when I was younger, you'd go jogging across it and not really think about it at all. And I still go jogging across it. I just think about it because I was like, I can feel in my leg and I can hear the sound in my head when a horse slips and they land on you in it. Like I can feel those things. So now I'm just like a, a little more cautious about, um, yeah. I think as you get older to your anxiety or your fears about different things that you've never feared before become more, they come more often, they become more real. Well, and a lot of them come from experience, before. too, right? Like, I've fallen down in those pits before. I should be 
smarter, but like, you know, I just take it off. There's fears I have as a parent that I never thought I would have. Like, I worry about my children about things that are highly improbable. And um, I didn't I didn't understand it before I had kids, right? And like people tell you that, they're like, oh, once you have kids, like this changes. But I'm like, no, it does because you are now responsible. There's like little pieces of your heart and soul running around outside oh, of your yeah. body. And you you can't control things for them. You know, I don't, I mean, I can't imagine when my kids start driving, I probably will be a little irrational when that happens, but I don't have a ton of worries about the kids because I know that, well, bad things can happen, but I do believe that my kids, for the most part, are pretty good and are responsible, but and my kids are good about telling me, like, if they're going, wherever they're going, hey, mom, I'm going to go to the neighbors. Well, and I'm sure he told me yesterday, but I had a few things going through my head, so I forgot. Bronson said, I'm going to the neighbors, but it totally slipped my mind. And Brandon left, and I was doing paperwork, and I and I remember sitting in the house doing the paperwork, and I was like, God, it's so nice. Bodie's gone. It's quiet in the house. And then like an hour and a half later, I called Brandon. And I was like, is Bronson with you? He's like, no. I'm like, shit, where is he at? Well, then I called over to the neighbors because he had his phone here. And they're like, oh, he's here. And I'm like, okay. But my heart definitely skipped a beat there. Because if somebody took my child, Remy, I mean, that that is a huge fear. That would be a fear for me on my children. If somebody took my child, children. I don't know what I would do. I mean, I have a feeling that it would be a whole new level of crazy that I've never seen. Because these days, how would you even go about getting them back? Where would, I mean, I don't even know. It's, they no, could it's, be gone so fast. It's, like I said, my dad, I think we've talked about it on here. My dad was talking about taking us all on a cruise. And I'm like, yeah, no. Like, I'm afraid that my children will climb over the balcony. And if you know my children, that's probably not irrational. Like, but it's the hard part for me with kids is that they don't, right? They don't have the experience. They don't have the experience of what can go wrong so quickly. So it's like, even when they run barefoot, right? As an adult, you watch them running barefoot and you're just like... Because they've never stubbed their toe on concrete, right? They haven't had that experience. So they're just running freely across the concrete. And they'll they'll have that experience and they'll learn. But it's just, you want to protect them in different ways. And then for me, like, I have, my kids are all different. But you want to protect them emotionally, too. How do you keep them sweet and soft and nice and still gritty enough to face the world and not be pushed around, but not be a bully and... I worry about that more than anything. How do I, how do I keep my, my children intact and survive the rest of the world? It's a battle every day. <laughs> I don't, I don't worry about that. I mean, that's hard. Like raising kids is, raising kids is one of the hardest jobs that you'll ever do because there's so many things that you have to worry about or you do, I shouldn't say have to, there's so many things that you do worry about. Like my kids, I feel like are complete little dicks and assholes to me. 
but to the outside world, they're really good. And I guess at the end of the day, that's all that really matters, right? <laughs> no, it's just, yeah, I mean, I, I worry about it. It's a, uh, I had a, what's funny is so Kyle had been playing football and I had an issue with the coach. So shocking, Remy. So, so shocking. shocking that you would have had an issue with the coach. And it was one of those things where it was just like, I watched, I watched bad behavior, right? Like on the coach's part, because again, as a coach in a smaller school, you are supposed to be like molding these kids, not into athletes, right? Into good children, teach them mechanics and teach them sportsmanship. And it's supposed to be fun. So James at the time had accused me of maybe overreacting. And I was like, no, nah, I didn't, but okay, cool. <laughs> and so then my girlfriend, so, uh, now it's basketball season and I asked Kyle if he wanted to play and he's like, no, I, I don't want to play. And I said, okay, no problem. Cause we're playing baseball anyway. And, uh, my girlfriend and Kyle's friend and my, it's my girlfriend's son, they're playing and she starts sending me text messages and she, look, she's like me. She goes, Oh my God, you are not overreacting because it was the same bad behavior, right? Like the same thing. You're and, like, good. Uh, I needed that validation. <laughs> and I was like, I fucking told you, like, I was not overreacting. Like, the kid, like, got his eye scratched. And the coach was like, oh, go cry to your mom. Like, dude, like, his whole eye is scratched. And, uh, <laughs> like, this kid's not very big. And he was defending a kid that I am not joking. He was, like, legitimately, he came to just above his belly button. Like, this kid was twice as big as him. And I'm just like, why are you, again, like, you're supposed to be a trusted figure to help guide my child through life. And that's your response. And it's not like I'm easy on my kids. I'm tough on them. But like, there has to be some reprieve. You have to tell them like, this is why you do the things you do for whatever reason, not just for winning the game. But yeah, that made me feel better. I mean, it didn't, I didn't want her son to feel that way, but her son is really scrappy like really scrappy. And for him to be upset, I was like, well, I don't feel so bad that my softer one was upset then because yeah, her son is like real scrappy. That's hilarious. But you know, again, like that's a fear. Like I'm, I'm entrusting you with my children and this is like, if you're doing that to them in front of me, what are you doing when we're not there? Yeah. That, um, Children's sports, though, Remy, is so different. Yeah, but this isn't like, okay, this isn't a league we're signed up for. This is like a small Lutheran I don't think school. it matters. I don't think it matters. I mean, have you ever been to a children's wrestling meet? Yeah, no. I mean, but I, I look, I that can't talk. Crazy. I am an intense baseball mom. You like, should really? see a children's wrestling meet. There's moms, dad. I think moms might be worse. I think I was. I was screaming shit. I did, I didn't. Know, I don't know. I don't know anything about wrestling. I was just screaming, just shit. Get him, get him. Choke hold deeper. I don't even know. <laughs> no, it's uh. But I do. I think. I think my fears are more around my children. Like I don't really. I know I said to talk about fear, but there's not a lot of like. Not very many things I'm afraid of. And part of it, again, comes from experience, right? Am I afraid I'm going to lose my business? Yeah. Or not my business, right? I'm afraid I'm going to lose clients. Yeah. They've left. They'll leave again. This is what happens. Like my dad's 
saying about horse training is that you have two types of owners in the world. Uh, the ones that are leaving you and the ones that are thinking about leaving you. And that's like such a jaded, it's such a jaded way to look at it. And I don't feel that way about I mean, but that doesn't, does that keep you up at night? Like, no, it doesn't because like, you just no. know that then, right? Like if they're going to leave you anyway, I, why, are yeah, you worried, that right? why are you worried about them? But when I was younger, that was a big fear, right? If you had someone leave, well, I didn't do all the right things. So you're not going to stay. Well, you can still do all the right things and they're not going to stay. Or sometimes you can do the wrong things and they'll still stay. I think it just depends on the person. So that that's where experience has helped. It doesn't make the fear worse. It makes it better. Right. I too survived that. I can make it through that because I've made it through before. And when you're younger, those things are devastating. Right. Um, I, I remember getting like a speeding ticket and I didn't want to tell my parents because it was like the worst thing in the world. Right. I didn't want to disappoint them and I didn't want to be in trouble. And now I'm just like, well, that happened. But again, that's yeah. experience, you know, it's, and it's, it's not like just for my parents, right? It's like, I don't, I, I don't like being in trouble, but I don't care anymore as much as I used to. Cause when I was little, I just didn't want to disappoint people. So like, I have like a fear of, I feel like I can see like something bad before it's going to happen when it comes to horses, like horses with novice riders, with kids or whatever, just because we know what could potentially happen and I do probably get a little irrational about it just because I don't want to see anybody get hurt and I think there's a lot of people out there who just don't know that what they're doing could potentially be dangerous and it and I it is for the littles my fears go for the littles and for the novice riders who are new to the sport so over the weekend KW who had asked me if her boy could do uh, like an exhibition run in the youth in front of Bodie or something. Well, what KW doesn't know is that like for me, I would never, that would be a big fear putting a child in front of, well, there's absolutely no way I would do it. No way. I, I never did that with my own children because that is dangerous. Like, for me, I know the shit that can happen. I, I've never, A, I hate riding outside of the arena. B, I don't feel comfortable with somebody else's life in front of me. So why would I, by doing that, I would be jeopardizing because of my level of uncomfortability. So I would just never do that. And everything that we have right now is pretty young and they're animals. If they're not young, it still doesn't matter because they're animals something could happen at any time. And I just, that's a big fear for me, but KW didn't know that. And I said, yes. And then I tried to find somebody to accommodate this whole thing. Cause I wanted to do it for Jacob, but I wanted to do it safely. And I couldn't find anybody. Well, Judy said that Jacob could ride her paint horse if somebody let it. And that was awesome. And it was perfect. But Ivan, um, so Ivan, <laughs> went and got the paint horse and put little Jacob on the paint horse who does never really rode anything ever people like nothing. And I'm not sure what Ivan and Bodie's conversations were, but apparently Bodie told Ivan that Jacob could definitely ride by himself. So Ivan turned Jacob loose in the arena without a helmet on or a saddle that fit. And Jacob was just walking around like, 
not really sure if he should be steering or not. He's seen it enough, so he probably knew. But I about had a damn heart attack. Like, I thought that I could have died. I'm like, I've been, what the hell? What are you doing? And he's like, Bodie said it was okay. I'm like, it is definitely not okay. Ivan, you need to go get that child right now. And Ivan was looking at me and he's like, but Bodie said it was okay. I'm like, Ivan, go get the kid off of the horse right now. <laughs> You're like, but I am telling you, it is not okay. It is, it is not, not okay. okay. No. Holy shit. No, it's, uh, yeah. So I think, and I, I just approach fear differently, right? Like, um, we cowboy with our kids a lot. There's been a couple accidents. And they're not accidents, right? Like my one son was worried about was holding the skull and fell off. Like that happens because I mean he had a big cow skull that he was holding. And uh so for me, like I just make sure I keep them like really close, but I don't want them to see that I'm afraid that something will happen. So because then it scares them. Yeah. So then I so James is like, you're just not worried. I'm like, but I am worried. I just I don't look worried. I'm just on the inside having a slight meltdown. Internally. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, and I think, uh, like, again, like, I don't fear, like, the same thing, right? In life, like, I don't really fear the unknown because I've survived everything so far. Why would I not survive all these other things? But, you know, I think there's a lot of rational fears that people then think of as being irrational because other people aren't worried about them. Maybe other people don't have the, it's like, you, like you'll see some people, um, so we had the Friday night lights up in Yukaipa, right? And there was nothing bad that happened, but my boys were working the gate and kind of messing around, like just spinning and like messing with each Being other boys. right at the gate. Being boys, right? And I just pulled them aside. I go, look, these are not our horses. These are these are a lot of horses that are like trail horses, backyard horses, gym cannon horses. Not that there's anything wrong with those, right? But you're spinning around in front of them and it's dark and it's windy and we're under a covered arena with lights maybe these horses haven't been in this situation. So you need to adjust your behavior to make the best possible outcome for everyone. And again, the horse were all good, but it is, it's that seeing the like, okay, if they spin and that horse gets scared and bumps into that horse, well, now I have a whole chain reaction of horrible things that can go wrong. Nothing went wrong. I just wanted to make sure it did not go wrong, but that fear is not irrational. It's just experience, right? You've seen that happen. It's like when I watch some people tie up horses and you're just like, if I tied one that way, it would set back and flip over and take the fence with it. But, you know, they can tie it with like a string around its neck and, you know, like trash bags on it. It still stands there for them. It wouldn't work for me. <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you. You know, it's, uh, and then how do you overcome that fear? Like we have, um, we have some people that ride with us and they sort and they won't pen. I'm like, oh my God, pinning is so much fun and it's so much freer and it's so much open. They're like, that is too much for me. Too much. Like we have one client and she has two horses and I was riding her mare and I, re I really like her mare. It's a very nice mare. And she rides this gelding that's super strong. And she's always like, well, I don't know about the mare and I know she's doing well for you, but I just think she's too much horse for me. And I was like, she's half as strong as your gelding, like half as strong. Half is wild. Like, I don't, I don't know why you're afraid of her. She's like, because I'm comfortable on him. But it's hard for me because from the outside, I'm like, I take the mare over the gelding all day. Like, the gelding is like a fire-breathing dragon. Well, um, so I can kind of think that pinning is a little dangerous sometimes, too, because you're going at a fast, high rate of speed, and you really have to hold your horse up underneath of you. 
because if you don't and you let them fall apart and you're going fast, you could, I mean, I don't like, I think about it outside of the arena, but then when I'm in there, it's like yeah, all just, is well. I think, think painting is smoother and it's freer and it's more open and it's less like whack, 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 whack. So. I like them both. I used to not like pinning, but I just, I just like them. I just like yeah. to do it. It's fun. It is fun, oh, but it's very funny because there's some people that are like, no, I will never. Like, it's a speed you? thing and it's a big, it is, it it's is, a big it, area. It is a speed thing and I, I understand it, but for me, I'm just like, I want, like, and it's always people that you watch that are total badasses in the sorting pen and you're like, you don't want to try Like, you don't even want to try but you know, it's, it's, it's not for everyone. I also know some people that will like do the, um, like the Sierra mountain tracks, right? Like where they do all the backpacking and, or like the mule pack, whatever it is. It's not backpacking, just packing, packing through the mountains, right? Like through the snow and all this. And you're like, Oh, you want to try penning? They're like, no, that is dangerous. And I was like, I see pictures of you on yeah. a three inch well, What you trail. do is way worse. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Real riding. Yeah, like that, and like especially that intense trail riding. I'm like, that is way worse than what we're doing. That's a big but, no. You know, big I no. think I think everyone handles fear differently, right? Like, I don't really. I just I don't respond outwardly, right? Like, I might be freaking out on the inside, but I just I don't because I don't want. I keep everything contained in a small little box that sits on my chest. So it, I don't really, it, it really depends on what it is for me as far as fear goes, if I can contain it or not. Like I said, I think that I've learned over the years and I wish that I could explain how I've learned how to contain it. But I'm really not sure how it's happened. I just know that it helps. And it does. It, it's again, I think a lot of it's experience, right? Like that wasn't a good, like me being this way was not a good outcome. So now let's try a, a different way. But you know, like fears of competition are valid for, for a lot of people. They're not for me because it's just, and it's not, I, mean, I don't have a fear that anything bad is going to happen. It's yeah. just, no, that's a, it's I, a, that's a, that's a fear of failure, right? Like I want to win. Yeah. And I, and I, I shouldn't say, I don't fear anything bad would happen because I tell myself every time, like I was telling myself every time, like you're going to DQ, you're going to DQ. But if you tell your something, yourself something enough, it's going to come true. So, um, yeah. No, and now so I think I just have done it enough more consistently. Probably I've done it enough more consistently, consistently. And I put myself in a position because it's different. Uh, I could sort all I wanted at home and be really good, spot on. But when you're at home and there's no clock really running against you per se, you don't have the pressure of the competition. So that doesn't do it for me. It's the pressure of the competition that was getting to me. So you have to put yourself in that position over and over and over. Like we've talked about so many times, the muscle memory thing. It's muscle memory of how that the feeling of the pressure is for you in learning how to overcome that feeling. No, I mean, it's, that's a mental fear. And that's why you see like a lot of people fear both either failure or success too. Right. Well, 
so you see people self-sabotage if they start to get everything they want instead of letting something else ruin it they're going to ruin it themselves because they don't want it taken don't believe away. that they should have yeah yeah you know instead of letting the wheel of fortune turn like look it's like the wheel of fortune right like sometimes you're on top and everything's great the majority of the time with a wheel you're going to be in the middle where most things are great but there's still some bad and then every once in a while you're on the bottom but a lot of people i am not one of those people because i just <laughs> hope for the best all the time um that you see them worry about being on the bot like being crushed by the wheel of fortune well don't keep waiting for the other shoe to drop right and don't fuck up your day because you're afraid of it enjoy it while it's there and then when it's not you know try to get back to that feeling of it being successful but i see the same thing with uh, in competition what you've seen a lot of people is they're so afraid to lose that they're not trying to win right like I see this a lot with people is they're so afraid of losing and trying not to lose and trying to win are not the same thing, right? They're not the same thing at all. So you have to figure out how to win at life or be successful at life, be successful in competition by focusing on what you want rather than on all the reasons that you can't get it. Because if you're just trying to keep all the balls together, right? Like all the balls in the air, then you're not, you're not really succeeding. You're just maintaining and you can only maintain for so long. It's the same thing again in competition, right? Well, if I only need to have, so sorry, we sort 10 head. If I only need three head and a 57 to be second and I need 10 head in 45, well, I'm only going to go for the three head. Well, I'm not the same way, right? I'm going to try for the 10 head in 45. And then if that doesn't come together, well, then we'll readjust, but I'm never thinking I'm just going to sort the three head. Right. I'm always going for the 10 head. And then if it doesn't work out, like if it doesn't come together, like I'm not going to take very big risks, but if it doesn't come together, it doesn't come together. But That's you're what there. I would say too. Like, you know, uh, you're there. Donna and I were riding together this weekend and we needed seven head to win, which was a stretch because the cattle were it. Like I looked at it and I'm like, they were DQing freaking everybody in it. They just weren't handling the greatest. And, mm -hmm. but it's seven head. It, it was manageable, doable. And I went in there like, we're getting the seven head. Well, we got, I think, five. But we couldn't. There literally was no way for us to yeah. safely get the two more without DQing. Which sucked because we were one out of the money. But it, it was going to, regardless, it was not working out for us. So, but yeah, yeah I but agree. You know, it's like you, ha you have to take the chance that you are good enough for it to all work out, right? Yeah. Good enough for it to come together. And that's what I, and sometimes too, like you can, this is what sucks about in particular competition. Sometimes you can do all the things right and it still doesn't come together. Right. I will tell you, there's been some weekends where I rode great. My horses were great and nothing came together. And I'm just like, I, okay, that's an experience. And then there's yeah. other weekends where I don't feel I rode very well. And I can't lose. So, you know, there's a, there's that. Those are actually more frustrating than the times where you ride really well and you, and you don't win because. Well, Miss Remy, I better get off of here. I've got to take Mavis to her appointment. And I'm going to go back to bed. Big day. Well, thank you. Um, I hope everybody has a great week. And we will see you next week.
We've got Top Hand Cowgirl Challenge this weekend at my oh, place. Yeah, it's a Top Hand Cowgirl Challenge. We forgot to talk about that. You have Top Hand yeah. Cowgirl Challenge. You guys can still get in. Call Breck. And I have the 18th annual Not Obvi Challenge Team Penning and Ranch Shorting. It's still called for stalls. And I'm going to go to sleep because we have eight giant loads of sand coming in around 7 o'clock. Yay. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next Wednesday. Until then, be bold. Be brave. Be humble. <laughs> See you next week, ladies. Bye. Bye.